Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hey, everyone. So it's another week, another podcast. Oh, my partner in crime, Daisy May, is coming to join us. She likes to chew on my laptop while I podcast. Um, oh, and there she goes already. It took three seconds. Daisy, stop it. Stop it. So I don't know if anyone else ever has this issue with their cat, but mine thinks that she is the star of the podcast. This is her show. The other one could care less. He snores all the way through it. But Daisy thinks this is her game. So, all right, here's the thing. I have to go back to the basics with my diet. I've gotten a little out of control, and so I thought that would be a good thing to talk about this week is what I'm doing and how I'm going back to the basics. So if you're with me, let's get going. Let's do the five tips. Never miss breakfast is tip number one, because when you skip breakfast, you deprive yourself of nutrients and energy that your body needs to power it throughout the day. So my goal is to just make thoughtful breakfast choices. Sometimes I get lazy and I just have a pre-made shake, which is not like the best thing to do. It's real, really isn't. But other times I make an effort to make a breakfast. And then there are the times where I skip it and just have an extra cup of coffee. And that's a habit I had pre-bariatric surgery. So it's one that I'm trying to break. So an example of what I like to do on a good day that I have breakfast is I will make a Mediterranean omelet, and I first had this at a French restaurant here in Denver on my one-year anniversary because we got married in France, and so my husband, being very, very thoughtful, took me to a French restaurant for brunch because brunch is another thing that I love. You know, if there was ever a book called Bitches Who Brunch, it would feature me. That's all I'm saying. So with that being said, I came up with kind of my own Mediterranean omelet, and I'll do, like, I'll slice up, I'll quarter cherry tomatoes, and it only takes, like, a couple because it's an omelet, right? So it's small. Um, but then I will also uh, cut up some Kalamata olives. I buy them in, like, the little prepackaged, pre-portioned cups from Target. I think the brand is Pearl. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I hmm, I love salt. So Kalamata olives, also known as Greek olives by other people. And let's see, so tomatoes, olives, I'll do some spinach if I have it. Sometimes if I have fresh mushrooms, I'll throw those in there. It just takes a little of each because it's a two-egg omelet. But I'll fry those up, kind of, not fry, saute them up first. And then I will kind of put those off to the side, make my omelet. I usually do two eggs. Sometimes I'll do one egg and then like a third cup of egg whites, which is one serving. Just kind of depends what I have. I, I use what I have in my kitchen. I don't always have ready-made egg whites and I'm too lazy to separate the yolks. Um, but, so I will do that. And then I have vegan feta cheese that I'll put in there. And that's like a really good breakfast on a, on a nice day where I'm taking my time. Now, if I'm, if I'm gonna make eggs, but I'm kind of in a hurry and I'm in between meetings and 
I work from home, but I still have a lot of meetings and I still get easily way too distracted from work to actually, you know, spend some quality time on my diet. So with that being said, Daisy, back away. Guys, you just if I ever do a live podcast or a video, you're just going to see exactly what she's like. But um, anyway, so on a quick day, I will take two eggs and I will take a saucepan. And so I will whip up those eggs in a cup with a fork and whip them into submission. But here's what I do. I put a little bit of water in it. Then I put those in the saucepan on medium-low, and I just continuously stir it. Sometimes I'll put in some vegan cheese. I always salt and pepper it. Always season your food. It'll just make it count more. Um, And I will slowly, slowly, uh, just with like a rubber spatula, just keep stirring that, and it will cook up into scrambled eggs, but it is a traditional scrambled egg, and I'm telling you, it's amazing. If you're a Real Housewives fan... You just learned how to make eggs a la Francais. You're welcome. So I'll do kind of those things. And that particular style of egg, sometimes like if we had mashed potatoes or something, I'll take a spoonful from the night before, heat it up and put the eggs on over that. Freaking amazing. But healthy breakfast. Step number one to getting back to the basics with your diet. Never miss breakfast. Step number number two, get moving. I... um. I had this like flashback a couple of weeks ago about how when you're a kid and you wake up and you automatically stretch and you do all those things. And so I started doing that when I wake up in the morning, just like lifting my arms up, kind of rotating my neck, moving my shoulders, just getting a good little stretch. And it's changed my mindset throughout the day because that one little stretch makes me want to kind of keep moving. But the best strategy for getting back to the basics is to get moving again and find some sort of daily exercise. It only needs to be 30 minutes. You do not have to go crazy. You do not have to become a gym rat, but go on a 30 minute walk. Or my husband just bought me an exercise bike that I've been asking for, for like a couple of years. And so it just arrived today. So like, that's going to be my new thing is I'm going to take a 30 minute ride and you all know I'm a bravaholic. I can do it while I catch up on my real housewives from the night before, because I cannot stay up late enough to watch the episodes of Real Housewives, they're on at like 10 p.m. at night here. It's just, it's ridiculous. I'm not staying up that late. My bedtime's really like 8.30. I swear, swear to you. I am like 95 years old in a 36-year-old body. Um, so tip number two for me getting back onto the basics, moving. Get physical. Um, number three, I, I, I wrote this down as number three. It probably really should have been number one. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. Y'all know I love my coffee, but the first thing I have in the morning is a glass of water. And that is because we've just gone, well, if you go to bed when I go to bed and you get up when I get up, you've had like 10 or 11 hours of sleep without water. I do usually have a glass by my bed because I'll wake up all throughout the night and I'll take a sip. Um, But lately my cat, Daisy, who's podcasting with me, um, has been sticking her head in my glass. So, you know, first world problems. But your body needs water, right? That's the basic necessity to it functioning. Moreover, some people find that the hunger sensation they may feel is actually just your body asking to be hydrated. So try water first, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Try water 
or a glass of water before reaching for a snack or snacking out of control and all that stuff. Uh, tip number four to getting back on track. Back to the basics for me. Mm, portion control. Go back to the good old-fashioned portioning out your food to the correct measurements. It's easy at 16 months post-op to just start spooning food back onto your plate and just eating. And I've been doing more mindless eating too because I've been eating at my desk for work instead of walking away and sitting at the table or sitting outside um, and moving myself away from the computer. And so I'm not even paying attention to like how long I'm chewing, how slowly I'm eating, um, let alone how much I'm dumping onto my plate because I'm like, oh, I have 10 minutes. Let me just pour all this on there and I'll just eat until I feel full and then I'm mindless eating and I'm not recognizing my body signs. So portion control is the fourth tip for myself to go back to the basics. Your fourth tip could be something totally different. Um, and tip number five, we talked about this last week, saying goodbye to alcohol. Um, can I just say my skin never looked better than when I only had water, I had no caffeine and, uh, I wasn't drinking wine because, or beer, um, because of surgery and I was recovering and that my skin looked the best then. Um, now I refuse to give up caffeine for the rest of my life. Wine is going to come more of a celebratory thing, um, and less of a regular scheduled activity, but those are my five tips. I'm dying to know what your five tips are to getting back to the basics. I love it when you all message me on Instagram at Liz Rao Official. Um, it just brightens my day every time I get a message. I really, truly do appreciate it. And I like to message back. So don't be afraid to reach out. Let me know what your five tips to getting back to the basics would be. So, and what I like about this is it's not even just bariatric centered. These are just tips for anyone who's just trying to get their dietary habits back on track. And just as a reminder, diet actually means way of life, not starving yourself. So pro tip. Um, so when I say diet, I don't mean restrictions. I mean a better way of life for my bariatric journey. But these tips can apply to anyone. So it's something that you could do for your whole family. If you're in a relationship, if you are part of a friend group that likes to do things together, um, you know, anyone could do this, you guys, anyone at all. So with that being said, those are my five tips and really what I wanted to podcast about today. But can we just talk about a few other things? So this is Life with Liz, not Life with Liz, only bariatric journey. And I have been obsessively listening to Taylor Swift's re-released Red album. Um, not any of the tracks that she re-recorded, but the new, the new stuff. And there is a song on there called I Bet You Think About Me. And had that song come out in like 2013 when she originally released that album, I swear to you, it would have been my like uh, soundtrack for life. I could just imagine me having wine with my girlfriend and like singing that song or choreographing to it, or dancing to it, or making up a dance to it, like, because that, that's what I did, I was a choreographer, but it just speaks to me, and then there's the 10-minute version of All Too Well, and it is gut-riching, because if you think about it, she was 22 when she wrote it, or 21, and for someone at that young of age to go through that kind of emotion in a relationship, it's kind of like gutting. It makes me terrified to have a daughter one day because what if my daughter feels like that at 22? What if some 
that some man or woman crushed her like Taylor Swift was crushed allegedly by Jake Gyllenhaal because that's who 90% of the album is actually about. Um, but you got to listen to it. You got to go listen to her new release music under her re-recording of Red. It's kind of amazing. And then let me tell you the other thing I was watching recently, um, in fact, just a couple of hours ago, was the most recent Salt Lake City episode of Real Housewives, where it's the second part of Jen Shaw's arrest. And like they start actually, it's, it like, I, I get that they edit it in this bus ride went over the course of like six or seven hours and they really nailed it down but none of them seem that surprised they feel bad for the husband or for the kids but they don't really seem to disbelieve it you know what I mean which um I think is a sign but also some of them like know a lot about it and then other ones are acting kind of suspicious and you're just kind of thinking like who's the rat Somebody in this in this bus is the rat. Um, and then there's Meredith, who has zero reaction to it, because she just doesn't give a F. She doesn't at all. It's kind of amazing to watch. I really recommend it. Um, and I got to go, because I'm actually packing. I'm going back to Mexico and um, for another work event. But it's Puerto Vallarta. I'm flying into Puerto Vallarta, going north to Punta Mita, and then I'll actually be in Sayulita for a day, which is this adorable, cute little, like, kind of surfing village, if you've ever been. But also, Puerto Vallarta and Riviera Nayarit have, which is where Punta Mita is, um, have the most amazing sunsets, because that whole bay that they're in, Banderas Bay, turns, like, brilliant orange. It's really amazing. It's really something to behold and to see, and if you've never been to Puerto Vallarta or Riviera Nayarit, I like highly, highly, highly recommend it. Kind of amazing. So follow me along. I'm going to do better about posting on my Instagram stories and kind of getting back into it. Um, if you follow my page and saw over the weekend, I kind of, I like kind of went off about people like oversharing too much personal stuff on social media. Um, I did remove it. I felt bad the next day. Um, but... I just, like, last weekend was a lot. So I'm from a very small town. And sometimes Facebook was just made for small town drama. And someone I knew growing up for many, many years, I was never friends with this person, but they posted about domestic abuse and um, their spouse being the cult, allegedly the person, right? Um... But it just went into, like, such detail, and all I kept thinking was, you're raising four kids, their friends' parents are going to see this, everyone's going to know the things you're saying, because it wasn't just involving the two spouses, but the children, and I just, like, got to this point where I was like, this is ridiculous, like, this is not a PR campaign, Facebook is not a diary, and and that was just, like, the tip of the iceberg, like, I started, like going down the rabbit hole of people in my hometown and like looking at everyone else's pages too and people I don't I don't even know them anymore I'm not sure I ever actually did know them and I got this I I gotta get off Facebook that's I think what I've learned um I feel like you can't really do that on Instagram because the stories disappear in 24 hours and the posts like people tend not to read the captions as much so 
can you really do that much drama with a picture? I feel like not. I feel like that's not possible. I don't know. What's your opinion on it? And is it me? It's probably me. But anyway, that's where I am this week. That's my life with Liz. I know this, this is like the most random podcast you've ever heard, but sometimes that's what life is. A bunch of random moments sewn together and we're going to call it an episode. So with that being said, let's talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.